Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Uh, toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Toggling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Great Donnell Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy Baseball. Weep this. Okay. My baby Let's see here. You hear that? Yep. The soothing sound of the air conditioner on a Monday morning. <laughs> uh, November 7th, by the way. Not July 7th, but November 7th. Only it feels more like July 7th or August 7th. Or even September 7th. Not even really uh, October 7th, because you don't expect to be hot and humid and putting on the air conditioner. But here we are on November 7th. Uh, we were able to get the... I, I gotta turn it off because it's too... I'll just be I'll just be a little sweaty. As I pace back and forth on this early morning birthday boy podcast. Uh, happy Monday. I'm like, I'm in a pretty good mood because I don't know why I got I'm, I'm in I guess maybe because I'm in like the final I, I felt very stressed out. this is the thing that sucks I felt very stressed out all weekend long and I think and I I'm sitting there like why am I so like I just have this in my stomach which is pretty normal but like why there's not even this is this was the first weekend in I don't even know how long that there was, like, nothing that we had to do. I mean, as you know, uh, going back to October, whatever, the three-day, the holiday weekend, so, like, the 11th, uh, so, like, the 7th, so there were, like, three, there have been, like, three weekends where I wasn't doing work on a weekend, and two of those weekends, it, there was plenty of work to do, just not for my job. Uh, lots of stuff going on and events and activities and birthday dinners and this and that. And this weekend, there was nothing going on. And maybe that's why I felt like crap. Because I because in my mind, I'm so now conditioned that, that, that muscle has been flexed, if you will, 
the Saturday Sunday work muscle. As I've mentioned a million times, like old Brooksy gets out of Shawshank and he's so used to being institutionalized, being in prison, he gets out in the real world. He doesn't know what the hell to do. And he gets the job bagging groceries and, yeah, last time, y'all, boy, I didn't double bag and the bottom near fell out. That's that's my favorite. I don't know why. That's my favorite line of the of all the quotable lines that everybody quotes. You know, I hope to see my friend again someday. I hope. <laughs> and all the get busy living. Get, I can't do them anymore. I used to be able to do a pretty good Morgan Freeman. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> get busy living. Get busy dying. <laughs> all right, it's close enough. I'm the man who can get things. All right, all right. Anyways, but all the shit that people quote from that movie, nobody quotes the old lady at the grocery store when Brooks doesn't double bag and she's talking to the manager who looks like a guy who would be named Mr. Carruthers. Uh, <laughs> last time, your boy didn't double bag and the bottom near fell out. And then what does he do? He hangs himself. Which, you know, can you blame him? Imagine you're 80 something years old and, and you get out of prison where you get like a free meal every day and all this. And then, uh, and then you're just like a fucking grocery store employee. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, what was it? Yeah, it, it is. It just feels like this whole weekend. This weekend was the kind of weekend that I had been waiting for. Like, I had n- we had no obligations whatsoever. The only obligation was Friday night after work. I took my daughter to the one of the local country clubs in town uh, for to, to hang out with her best friend whose sister was having a sweet 16 birthday party at the country club of, you know, black, a black and white party, I believe you'd call it because everybody was dressed in black and white. Uh, and anyways, and I told, yeah, I dropped her off there at five o'clock, came back at 10 to pick her up. And that's about it. And I think we ordered a pizza and uh, yeah, hung out and watched I don't remember Friday night. We probably hung out and watched something. I think we watched The Watcher. And not the movie The Watcher, which is really good, but the TV show The Watcher, which was on is on Netflix with Bobby Cannavale and uh, Naomi Watts and uh, Margot Martindale and uh, Richard Kind and uh, some others. And uh, Shooter McGavin is in it. And uh, Stifler's mom, and uh, some others. <laughs> anyway, it was good. A uh, good show. Didn't love the ending, but it was you know it was, it was interesting enough. It was interesting enough when you find a show where you watch an episode and then say like, yeah, I want to watch another episode. I don't love it, but I like it enough that I want to watch another episode. I want to see what happens. That's all you want, right? From a, ch- that's it. I just watch an episode. Do I want to know what happens next? Yes or no? Yes for The Watcher. Yes for The Patient on Hulu I mentioned with Steve Carell. Like those. Yes, 
on Succession, which is what I'm watching now for the eighth. I can't. I lost track. Sixth or seventh or eighth or I, who knows? Because even season three, when it when it was airing at this time last year, I was watching season three on Sunday night with the wife, and then Monday I would go back and, and watch it again. So I don't know how that counts. But anyway, I can't stop watching. It's a, it's something I know. If I watch it, I know that I'm going to love it. <laughs> and I don't have time to watch shows if I don't fucking love them. Not, eh, this is good. I, yeah, I'll watch a couple more of these. Sure. No. Needs to be perfect. TV needs to be perfect. That's all. And then Netflix wonders why fucking nobody watches and they have to cancel and then nobody subscribe. It's because you make crap. The Watcher was pretty good. I was frankly surprised that there was a good show on Netflix because there's not many good shows on Netflix. And that didn't used to be the case. It used to be, oh my God, Netflix is now coming out with original programming. (gasps) House of Cards. Do you remember when House of Cards first came out? Oh my God. This show's unbelievable. I loved that show. Final season, not so much. But I still watched the final season, and it was dumb. I mean, the whole sh- the show the whole show was pretty dumb. But then, in 2013, it seemed pretty dumb and far fetched. And now it's like I don't think that show was far fetched enough. <laughs> uh, and they had Arrested Development. That's where you could see new episodes. Of Arrested Development. Orange is the New Black was very popular. Perfect example of a show that everybody loved. And I tried to get into it because I'm like, well, everybody likes this. Bus must be really good. And I watched, uh, I don't know if we watched the whole first season or some of the first, I don't even remember. And it it's not a very good show. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't like it. Uh, anyway. Uh, a show that did not, it will uh, that will not be moving forward on my television is called uh, Peripheral, The Peripheral, The Periphery. And it's got Chloe Grace Moretz, and it's, uh, you know, my first red flag is from the, from, the, from the people who brought you Westworld. And I say, oh, oh so it's going, to, it's going to waver between really good and total shit. Cool. But it seemed, the trailers seemed interesting. You know, it's like, eh. I don't care about fucking shows about virtual reality fucking robot world stuff. I just, the older I get, the more based in reality I want my shows to be, which is, it's kind of sad. Like, is this just like, is my brain just rot? Now is my brain rotting away to just being like a a grown up brain that I just don't want to see like fun. I just want to watch shows about business people. (laughs) <laughs> um although succession is like fucking just it's just amazing it's amazing why watch succession is all i can say i'm telling you you look every time somebody's on screen in succession i say oh this this is the best actor on the show you know i'll be watching uh jeremy strong and i'm like he's so fucking good he is just i forget that i'm he, like he's like somebody you would ex- we all know a Jeremy Strong, especially those of us who have worked in the business world. You, we all have met a Ken, uh, not a Jeremy Strong, a Kendall Roy played by Jeremy Strong. And I want, I'm like, God, he's so fucking good. And then I watch 
Kieran Culkin, a Culky Culkin that we called him for years because I could never remember his first name. So we just every time we see him, we still say, "Oh, hey, that's Culky." It's Kulky Culkin, Fuller. You know, don't went to bed, fella. The rubber sheets are already packed. Um, he's he's unbelievably good. He's so fucking slimy and shitty, but also you can tell that there's like a real maybe more than any of the people on that show. He has a there's a heart somewhere in there, and he, like he can he can be the shittiest and the best at this. I I, I can't get over it. At one minute, one week, I'm like, oh, Roman, you're such a piece of shit. I hope you have fun. And then the next week, he's like, oh, he's so fucking great. Oh, don't be mean to Roman. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Sarah Snook is great as Siobhan. And obviously, Brian Cox is a, you know, he is a, he is a force of nature. <laughs> An acting force. Anyway, uh, but I'm sorry. The best of the best, and this is like the highest compliment because it's a show with nothing but great actors and great performances. And the best of the best is Matthew McFadden as Tom Wamsgans. And frankly, uh, Nick Braun as Cousin Greg probably doesn't get uh, maybe the recognition that he deserves because like, he plays like this kind of guy, like... I was wondering, like, Uncle Logan, like, maybe, uh, could I talk to you, Uncle Logan? Uh, but, sir, I, you know, and he's kind of like, but that's the other great thing, is I forget that I'm watching, he's an actor who's acting. And, yeah, that's kind of, you see him on talk shows, and that's kind of his personality to, to some extent, but he's still acting, and he's still just fantastic. But uh, Matthew McFadden... And uh, you know, yeah, and Jay Smith Cameron as Jerry, and just it's it's incredible how many good fucking Cherry Jones her her two episodes, uh, she's so good, and and Holly Hunter was good, and they're all good. There's nobody except for that fucking dickhead Nate, uh, Senator Evis's you know guy Shiv's fuck buddy, whatever he is. I I just oh. That's the only shitty thing about watching the first season is there's a lot of Nate. And in the second season, there's still a decent amount, but not as much. He's the only one I can't stand. But maybe he's like, maybe that kid is like that good of an actor that, oh, it's just you want to, I just, but I also, I, I, I won't, I, I'm going to get into like personally insulting the guy if I tell. Anyway, Matthew McFadden is so fucking great. He's so goddamn good. It's just I'm I watch him and it's like God he's he I, I it's hard to even I don't know I feel like we all know a Tom Wamsgans I know I know I know several Tom Wamsganses at various times in my life who seem like yeah he's they seem like kind of the playful sort of fun you know oh he's a, he, and he's just a horrible fucking a horrible prick as he's as he tells cousin greg in their first uh meeting together on the baseball field in episode one but yeah this periphery peripheral uh with chloe grace moretz and i don't know other people now it's <laughs> the first episode i said yeah all right this is kind of cool because my whole thing is like okay this is sort of you know i don't want to say matrixy but matrixy 
because it's like, okay, this is, or, or Ready Player One or, you know, somewhere, some kind of thing, you know, Matrix, Ready Player One, Westworld kind of weird stuff. And you say, okay, I'll watch this. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, this, you know, hooking up to the VR world and going into the futuristic London and there's, there's action sequences and fighting and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, that's it. That's all I want. Just, I don't, I don't want to sit here listening to dialogue. If I want dialogue, I'll go watch, uh, I'll watch bros, which we watched over the weekend. And that had a lot of dialogue. It was good dialogue. It was a good movie, but there's a lot of, it's like, oh my God, you can tell Billy Eichner wrote this because he's, he talks a lot in it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and sometimes this character is like, I don't know, this character is not as lovable as I think that they think the character is, uh, the Billy Eichner character on, on Bros. But I liked Bros. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's probably a watch it once kind of thing. But I liked it. I liked it. It was funny. It's, you know, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have to remember these are romantic comedies, and I'm not. I've never been much of a rom com com type of person. I like the, I like the rom coms that are more like um. I don't, I, it's it's it's. I don't really like rom coms. <laughs> I don't know what the one... I'm trying to think of one that I like. I don't know. Does Father of the Bride count as that? I feel like that just counts as it. I, mean, I guess it's... I don't know. It's not really romantic. I mean, it, it's like, in a weird way, like the dad's fucking infatuation with his daughter. But Steve Martin, you know, pulls it off because he's Steve Martin. Uh, I like Bridesmaids. That's I guess that's kind of a romantic comedy, although I'd put it more in the comedy than the... Ro- but... It does have, and that's the part of Bridesmaids that lost me. We saw it in the theater, and I was excited. I'm like, oh, it's the female version of The Hangover. Eh, eh. And I didn't know who Melissa McCarthy was, and I saw this character, and I said, who is this fat fucking lady doing a great sort of Chris Farley type thing here, and just a goofball? And, and yeah, and she she got most of the laughs in that movie. Um and it was a funny movie. I liked I liked Bridesmaids. Uh but then it got into the Oh my god, it just it just never it was a Chris O'Dowd is the guy, the cop, and it just ne- it seemed to go on forever and then they have to have a conflict. And so often the conflicts in these rom-coms, they just they feel like so fucking contrived and just just shoehorned in there for the sake of like, oh shit, we need to have a and I, I kind of felt the same way about bros. I felt I was watching it, and the thing that happened, I kind of said, I don't, based on what we've come to expect from this character, I don't think this character would do that. I honestly don't remember what I'm actually talking about, but I just remember saying, that character wouldn't do that. This conflict wouldn't even happen. Or it would be, you know, it would be worked out in some way. Like, it's just, it's just was silliness. Sometimes, but um, but there are a lot of funny parts, a lot of very funny parts, and I like that he he uh, pulled in a lot of um, Hollywood comedy and theater gays to be, you know, and, and the LGBTQ plus community from Hollywood, 
uh, you know, Harvey Firestein. I can't remember the last time I saw Harvey Firestein. It's Independence Day. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, he seemed to be in lots of stuff back in the day. You know, he was Carl on the Simpsons, you know, that episode of The Simpsons that I love. Uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, Independence Day, like I said. David, why did I just have my mother? <laughs> Whatever he said. <laughs> why did I just tell my mother to drive to Atlanta? David, David. That's like his whole, the, <laughs> here's, here's your script, Mr. Firestein. Okay, let's take a look here. David, David, David. Okay. Yep, that's it. Perfect. And cut. <laughs> uh, oh, and then of course uh, his final, his final words in Independence Day. Oh crap! As uh, he realizes, uh oh, I don't think I'm getting out of this traffic jam. At least not the way I had hoped. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Anyways, uh, yeah. So we had nothing else going on. This weekend, other than Friday night, dropping off and picking up the kiddo from the birthday thing at the country club. And in between those hours, eating pizza and watching the, the shit that I just told you about. And uh, I feel like we watched some other movie. And that's the problem with the taffy, is I don't even remember the shit that we just watched like two days ago. I know last weekend we watched Pearl. I don't even know if we watched any horror movies this weekend. You know what we watched, though? I'll tell you what we watched. Uh, I don't know, like Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday or something. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Not only is that movie as funny as I remember it, it's funnier because of the shit that I forgot. And that fucking G.W. Bailey, is that his name, who plays Captain Harris? You talk about an all-star... He's he's the Matthew McFadden of the Police Academy franchise. He is to Police Academy what, what Matthew McFadden is to Succession. And Proctor is the Greg. It's this duo of two completely different people, but who are equally, they just belong together. And one of them is very serious and one of them is a goofball, but also they're both fucking goofballs because they find themselves you know, in goofball situations. Um, and my kids were laughing. They didn't stick around to watch it because they never do. But at the beginning of the movie where Proctor, he's, you know, Captain Harris has those, uh, those like kinetic balls or whatever they are that you, you know, you know, the one it's like, what is it? Like five or six balls and you, on the little wires and you hit the ball and then the ball at the end, because the kinetic energy pushes through the balls to the other ball, and you go. That sound should be enough. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're never gonna know because I don't. I don't know any other way to explain it, except by going. I won't. I need. I used to have one of those. I think. That that'd be a nice thing to have. 
I used to have all that shit, like pinhead, you know, you put your face into the pins and then you pass it around to all your friends and stuff and they all put their face in and then it, and nobody bothered to like clean it and you're just in this disgusting fucking petri dish of pin bacteria from all your friends putting their faces and stuff and sticking their tongue out and then you put your tongue in and then the, everybody's fucking I don't know how we didn't have pandemics back in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, anyway, uh, Proctor goes up and he's touching the kinetic balls and Captain Harris, who just gets so, (laughs) he just gets so disproportionately angry at everything, just so unnecessarily, like everything pisses him off. And that's, what's so funny about it. And he's got that stupid walking stick and, uh, yeah. Proctor's touching the thing and he goes, Proctor! <laughs> and he, he like, nobody ever anywhere would be upset who has that, like, on their desk in their office. If somebody just went up and touched it, they wouldn't, like, get the fuck out. But Captain Harris goes up and he grabs it and he's like, don't you ever touch my balls without asking. <laughs> and, all, and all the people outside the window of the office just, all the police officers and everybody just stop and it's silent. That's shit that you just, ah, uh, oh, my kingdom for fucking police academy in 2022. And, uh, I mean, there's just, there's just so much fucking Mahoney with all his stupid pranks and he glues the fucking mouthpiece, puts super glue on the mouthpiece of Captain Harris's bullhorn. And then he, and then the next scene is just like, it's the police academy hospital. It's so funny that everything just has police academy on it. It's like Spaceballs, right? Like Spaceballs, the flamethrower. It's like police academy, the hospital, police academy, the air balloon. Just ridiculous. And, and you know, and of course the police academy has a swimming pool. And, <laughs> and you can just pull up to the police academy and it looks like a nice university. It has like the big circle and there's just Commandant Lassard just driving around on a fucking uh, golf cart with his golf clubs and he's an idiot <laughs> we will do many many wonderful things for the community punky i love that guy that motherfucker was the oldest one in that whole movie and he just died like a few years ago five years ago maybe 2016 2018 something like that i don't know uh anyway <laughs> And for a while there, by the way, uh, sometime in the last decade, you could go on IMDb and it had a police academy in production or in maybe now probably not in production in development. And you had that. uh, What's his name? I can't think of his name. It's like George George Gaines. Is that his name? Or I have that wrong. Anyways, Henry Warnemont, Commandant Lazard. He was listed. In the cast, like, clearly this guy in his, at the time, probably late 80s or early 90s, was like, yes, I'll be part of another Police Academy movie. <laughs> I'll be in many, many Police Academy movies, if you'll allow me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Working and learning, learning and... Anyways, I don't think... I think I fucked that up. 
um, it's just like this, it's like a college campus kind of thing. And which I'm sure, I'm sure there are police academies that look like that. I don't know. I don't know anything about police. Academy. I, I, I just assume the police academy is just like a room at the police station where they're like, here's your gun. <laughs> you graduate from police again. Um, well, but they have, you know, the police academy has a swimming pool and they let, they let the cadets just have like a pool party for no good reason. And all the police, it's like, boy, this must be the most, uh, I, I well, it's probably the safest city cause all, <laughs> cause all the police officers are just having pool parties and, uh, you know, getting, uh, whatever, getting fucking the megaphones glued to their faces. Uh, and then he gets the thing glued to his face. And he, the next thing you see is the police academy hospital. <laughs> and he just sits up and he's got the fucking ring, the mouthpiece glued to his face. And he's screaming as they push him down. And you just see a blowtorch. <laughs> and then the next thing, <laughs> Proctor comes in. This is, I know, I don't care. I'm just, I'm, yes, I am. I am just reciting police academy on a Monday morning. Uh, and then Proctor comes in and like, how are you feeling, sir? <laughs> Wait a minute now. Why should I do this? I'm going to pull up some of these. I don't, I don't give a shit. We're talking police academy. What else are we going to talk about? Football? Tom Brady won. Great. That's all they're talking about on fucking, uh, Greeny and this fucking gang in the morning. Tom Brady. Otherwise, yeah. it's wrong. Pure and simple. Don't touch those. Don't you ever touch my balls without asking. <laughs> yeah. How about, uh, and of course, you got Michael Winslow Jonesy doing all the sound effects with his voice. And uh, they're in court because uh, Arnie and Kyle, David Spade, and some other guy, you know, the punk kids skateboarding and all that stuff. Uh, and then Captain Harris is trying to uh, trying to make a case for. Well, let's just listen to what happens. And Jones uses uh, those sound effects of his uh, to his advantage. Defender of the common man, Your Honor, look at this list of complaints, and I quote you directly, sir, when I say. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, you know, stand up or any of that's that whole, you know, all that shit that he did. But I, you know, I, I, I like him as a guy. He was fucking hilarious in Police Academy Four. I never really, uh, I just he's funny. He's really funny. This is not a spawning pool. I want discipline. Do I make myself clear, Zed? Discipline. Jerk. What? He said, my. No, I said, I said, jerk. I think it was pretty clear. I said, jerk. Wait. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, they get, uh, they get even with Captain Harris. It, well, actually, it's the very next scene. Let's, hold on. Uh, I love this scene. They put the fucking... So Zed, played by Bobcat Goldthwait, having just been 
humiliated by Captain Harris, yelled at. Uh, he thought he'd get even, and he switches out his right guard with a can of mace. And that was that was Captain Harris singing in the shower, of course. Uh, and then he comes in and he's got the cast on his arms (laughs) come on that's funny and uh and then uh i mean just the fact that he's he goes through all this punishment in this movie with the cast on his arms and then the fucking the, 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 the blowtorch and i mean it's it's just wonderful Here's the scene. So Mahoney, played by the Goot, Steve Gutenberg, uh, while Sharon Stone is distracting Captain Harris. I mean, she doesn't play Sharon Stone. She plays the reporter. She's distracting Captain Harris. And um, just long enough for Mahoney to put the glue, the super glue on the on the megaphone thing. Let's, uh, here, here's, here's how it all plays out. shoot a snare off i said i have to wait for the damn glue to wear off <laughs> uh, we can sit here all day listening to captain harris i fucking i i sat through that whole movie it's it's just i don't know i mean look i know it's like a generational thing the movies that i watched as a child whether they're great good terrible whatever those are the core, you know, whatever. Whatever sort of core memories and emotions and and uh, stuff that's attached to that. You know, it goes back to your, you know, to your childhood. So it's like happy times on top of just being, to me, I still say objectively, you look at 80s and 90s movies, uh, they're objectively better overall. Than the, than the movies that uh, they have today. Obviously not every single one. Obviously there's a lot of crap, but it's just different. They realized, hey, we can just make a shit ton of money with those dopey superheroes, so it'll just be superheroes. And then really crappy horror movies. And we'll stop doing comedies, because fuck that. Uh, any comedies will just go on to Hulu, and they won't really be all that good, but, you know... Nobody's going to mind because they didn't have to pay a bunch of money to go out and get tickets and get dressed up and go out on a Saturday night and then sit through a movie and say, well, that was a waste of time. So they don't have to bother trying to make... And uh, you know what? It's uh, it's harder to be funny than it is to be a superhero. That's the real superpower. If you can make a funny movie, you're a fucking superhero. 
ironically enough. If you can make a superhero movie, you're a fucking, you're the giant corporation. You're fucking Disney. You're whatever. And they all stink. Every superhero movie stinks. Every single one of them. No, that's not true. That's not true. But mostly they stink. Uh, But you know what? I am very much in the minority of people who feel that way. Uh, because everybody's going out to see the superhero movies, and so that's all you get. It's a superhero shit. Like, what's in the theaters right now? I don't actually know, but it probably has uh, somebody, something man in it. Oh, it's, it's by Black Adam, isn't it? It's the Rocks movie that looks really, really, really good. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. I, uh, so, anyway... It's, uh, but you, 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 you attach your memories on top of that. I mean, my God, every kid in the eighties, who's like my age, you sat around on a Saturday afternoon with nothing to do. And uh, I mean, my, my kids, it doesn't matter what you have. Every child is always going to be bored if they're not doing exactly what they want to be doing at the exact moment. And most of the time they don't know what exactly that is. And so they're like, oh, I'm so bored. And the amount of times that I've said, dude, you have everything. Stuff that like, and I know I sound like my parents or I sound like my dad because it's like, who the hell in the 40s and 50s, what were the toys? Barbie, fire truck, uh, fucking BB gun. I don't know. Welding tools. I don't know what the toys were back then, but uh, they weren't great. You know, they were fine. Bicycle. Ugh. Um, baseball glove. That ain't a toy. It's a glove. And then the 80s and 90s. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Barbie, He-Man, She-Ra, Princess of Power. Ninja Turtles. Did I already say Ninja Turtles? G.I. Joe? I don't know. Whatever. Fucking Thundercats. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> and uh and today of course is much different cuz you have uh Mario and uh, the Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Barbie, <laughs> Shira, Princess of Power. <laughs> um but yeah, if I was bored, well the thing that my dad would say is only boring people get bored. And so I so anytime I would get bored, I would say to myself, "Hey, I'm a real piece of shit." I must, I'm a boring, I'm a boring piece of shit is what I would say whenever I got bored because I was informed that only, only the boring get bored, which is the stupidest thing. It's so fucking not true. Obviously everybody gets bored and, uh, you know, but, but at least I had that, uh, that fun complex to carry me through my childhood. Anytime I got bored. Uh, I would just tell myself what a piece of shit I was for getting bored, and then I'd go fucking play with stuff and pretend to not be bored in the hopes that no one would catch on to my horrible, horrible secret that I'm a boring person. Now, coincidentally, it happens to be true. I am a boring person. So, okay, that ended up being whatever. But uh, my it's just hilarious because I remember being a child and saying, oh, my God, I mean, I wanted to have a public access show on TV. I just wanted to do TV. I wanted to perform and I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, that was whatever. 
<laughs> but I was too young to like, I couldn't drive, couldn't drive myself to the public access thing. And, uh, and nobody else wanted to, cause they thought it was a stupid idea. And so, yeah. So I, I just made sure I made sure that eventually I got to the point where I could just be a businessman. Uh, so anyway, I would sit there and say, Oh my God, if I just, I wish I had a really good video camera like a really high quality camera. Oh my God, I would kill. I used to just sit there like, I would just try to will things into existence like a fucking, you know, video editing stuff in, in special effects. But if you want to have special effects, that's thousands of dollars that you would have had to pay back then. Video cameras on the cheap end were five, $600. That's the, that's the cheapest cameras. Most of them were a thousand or more. And so it wasn't easy, and I just would, I would sit there and say, oh, my God, could, could you imagine if we lived in a world where we just could, like, if I could just do everything, I could just make movies and put the special effects that I want and have it actually look good and not stupid and just all this stuff. And, uh, and now you have iPads and computers and phones and portable video games, and every, you have everything. You have everything. And then my kids are like, I'm bored. <laughs> but I don't say, you know, I don't say like, oh, that's because you're boring people. No, I just say like, yeah, I know. Because that's the thing. Even when you have everything, well, guess what? Everything gets boring after a while. Unfortunately, I, you know, you'd like to think like, oh, I'm just so appreciative of what I have. And I'm just going to, no. You all, yes. But also after a while, it all kind of is like, okay. I'm not going to sit there. You can't play video games 24 hours a day and not get bored. Not that anybody does that, but like, you know, you do this, any of the same thing is going to get boring. No matter how much you enjoy it, you do have to walk away from it at some point. And so, but it is, it's like, oh my God. But when I was a kid and I was bored because I was a very boring child, (laughs) evidently, and I'd lie around on a Saturday and nobody else is around and uh, and on a, what was playing all day on HBO? Police Academy Four, fucking it, you know Beetlejuice, Police Academy Four, Whitewater Summer, <laughs> Leonard Part Six, Spaceballs, all the I, just great movies. But you know that's that's what you did because in the middle of the day, there were not they didn't have they had Nickelodeon, but it wasn't playing cartoons all day. It was playing crap in the middle of the day. Disney Channel, you had to, that was an extra subscription that we had when I was a very young child and then we didn't have later on, which was okay, although I would have loved to watch some Disney cartoons. Uh, and then there was no such thing as the Cartoon Network and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so you watch Police Academy. So now when I watch Police Academy, it makes me think of my childhood and it's also very, very funny, in my opinion, and also factually proven it's hilarious. And what facts? I just played it for you. I just played you the proof of why Police Academy 4 is so fucking hilarious. Ah, man. They should make a superhero movie that's like Police Academy. Where it's just... Do they have something like that? I know they have the boys. And that's the other thing, too. Does everything have to be so goddamn serious? 
It's like we stuff was like we had like goofball shit back in the day. There's just so many like goofy things. I feel like we don't do goofy stuff anymore. I don't know why. I think because we, I don't know. We have this such a self sense of like self awareness and irony that we can't uh, we can't enjoy just like goofy shit. So you can't have a fucking you can't have a superhero movie that's like. You know, Michael Keaton Batman, where it's it's gets serious, but it's also like at no point are you under the impression that this is uh, real or the pretending to be real. And then you have like the you know the brooding Batman movies, and it's so serious and everything's awful and it's uh, so sad. At least they have cartoon, you know, like the Lego Batman movie to kind of poke fun at that. I mean, I guess that's I guess that's the closest thing to have like goofball stuff, but. I guess, yeah, cartoons. Cartoons is goofball stuff. But you can't get through a goddamn cartoon without having, like, some crappy song and a choreographed dance number to said crappy song by, you know, fucking Smash Mouth or something. So, anyways. It's, it's you know, it was, and everybody's just so miserable and so fucking serious about everything. And it, it would be nice if, like, that's what we need. We need more. We need more police academy. And the guy who played GW, whatever, who plays K, he's still alive. The guy who played Proctor's still alive. Gutenberg's still alive. Bobcat Goldthwaite's still alive. Bubba Smith, sadly, is has passed. Uh, and the guy who played Tackleberry, can't think of his name. He's no longer David Graff. He's no longer with us. Uh. But uh, Michael Winslow, you could get a lot of these folks back in the thing. I guess Reno Reno nine one one is is you know that's goofy and that's very similar, you know clearly uh, 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 an offspring of sorts from Police Academy because I didn't realize this as a kid, but watching it now, Police Academy is just a ninety minute sketch show basically. Tied very loosely together <laughs> with uh, with a plot of some of some kind, but not really. <laughs> the plot is that they just sort of they have the citizens on patrol program, and then at the end, because Proctor is so stupid, he uh, he gets locked up in the jail cell, and all of the all of the de- <laughs> all of the detainees in the jail cell which is like which is filled with criminals there's one cell that has like a whole gang of ninjas who they end up fighting on a boat for some reason but no but who cares why is this happening how did this who gives a shit the ninjas escape from jail <laughs> and now they got to go fight them on a boat and then the rest of the convicts who escape from jail uh, are have, for whatever reason, they've stolen police vehicles and drove to an air show where they could then steal uh, World War I <laughs> propeller planes and in hot air balloons to make their getaway, to make their very, <laughs> very inconspicuous getaway. Which then, of course, the police academy people are like, well, the only way to stop these goons, we better commandeer some uh, air balloons and Red Baron planes of our own and get the hell out of here and go go get these uh, suckers. 
And but who cares? Who it's so preposterous, but nobody care. I didn't care then. I don't care now. Makes sense to me. And by the way, those flying scenes at the end of Police Academy Four, man, that's some really well orchestrated shit they've got going on there. So the thing is, they have some great camera shots, and I'll be goddamned watching Zed and Sweet Chuck in a plane where they're clearly, you know, either sitting outside or somewhere, you know, with just a a body of a, a fake plane that somebody's probably just rocking back and forth manually while big fans blow on them and the blue sky in the background. That's probably what it was. I still watch it and it, it is as real and believable to me as it was when I was seven, eight years old watching those movies. It's crazy, man. It, and that, that's the only today they would have a bunch of CG and green screen and it would, you know, Anyways, uh, Police Academy 4, you should go check it out. It's it's one of the all-time greats. It really is. It's just... And uh, Tackleberry gets in a plane with Zed and Sweet Chuck, who have no knowledge of how to fly a plane, and then Tackleberry jumps out of the plane to land on the balloon, the hot air balloon of the criminals, which has to be such a perfectly timed jump. And oh, by the way, when you do land, you're landing on a balloon and then you have to swing down on a rope. To, it's like, it's the silliest thing ever. And then also he's like, he leaves these two guys in the front seat. And it's like, <laughs> take over, you drive. It's like, well, what are they, is one of them supposed to climb into the back of the plane while it's mid flight? I don't know, and I don't care. It's just fantastic. I'll play you one more clip, and this is, I I really did, I thought, like, Bobcat Goldthwait is, like, during this movie, he's charming and funny. And I really, watching it as a kid, I did not love Bobcat Goldthwait. I did not love that character. I didn't love the screaming. and But this, he's funny because, you know, he gets to have... You know, there's a little re- refinement to that character that he plays. Instead of just like screaming and being an insane person, he's got you know, he's got writers instead of just him. So anyway, so this is uh, as I was mentioning, Tackleberry jumps out of the plane to jump onto the balloon, and he leaves Sweet Chuck and Zed in charge of the plane that he's just jumped out of, and they don't know how to fly it. But it's just, it's just wonderful. Everybody. The actual police are just as irresponsible in this movie as the citizens on patrol police, and everybody's just a doofus. And it's great. It's great. Tackleberry's jumped out of the plane and onto the balloon now. That's so great, man. I that's just so funny. <laughs> he else take over and he jumps out and then said I, I heard him said, sweet chuck, sweet chuck, take over. <laughs> Come on, man! Are you? You gotta be laughing along with me. I, you have to be. That is too goddamn funny. 
those movies, man. But I don't know. I I, I like. I love. I still love going to the movies. A lot of people love going to the movies. It's the movies. It's fun. They created a thing to do, right? Because imagine you talk about boring, like before movies. If you're if you're in that era, there's not only they're not movies. There's not TV. I guess there's. I guess there's radio you could listen to. Some of the really great songs they had in the early days of radio, you know. Like every song on the radio is like that. And then someone singing like this. Yeah, oh yeah. That's exciting. Let's sit home on a Saturday and listen to that. So, like, yeah, you know, but I mean, the kids were working in factories back then, so they were never bored. They always had something to do <laughs> at least uh, six days a week, if not seven. Um, yeah. So, what was I saying? Yeah, so they came out the movies, and that's like a thing that's a fun, that's a thing that no matter where you live... You know, obviously everybody has different levels of, uh, you know, different options depending on your city, depending on where you live and all that. And, you know, maybe some people live in a bigger city that has more things to do, sporting events, concerts, whatever, restaurants and things. Or you live in a smaller place. But you know what? They all have movie theaters. So that's always, I mean, I was a kid, that's, that's what you did. If you weren't having friends over to play video games on a Friday or a Saturday night, you were going to the movies. And in many cases, probably doing both. And it was wonderful. And I still love going to the movies. My kids love Everybody loves going to the movies. It's the movies. So, uh, but it's just sad. Like, you look at, go, go look at like an old picture of a movie marquee from the 80s, 1980, whatever. At any time of the year, 1990-whatever, at any time of the year, you are going to see no fewer than four classics. And if they're not classics, they're, you know, things that we all enjoyed as a kid, right? Like, I don't know, short circuit. <laughs> um, yeah. And you look at it today and it's like, I, A, I don't know what half of this is. B, the other half is superhero movies. And, uh, yeah. And C, I don't know. There's no comedies. So it's kind of a bummer in that regard. But it's still... This summer was nice. This was like the first, thanks in large part to Top Gun, it was uh, it was the first, like, ooh, we've got some big movies this summer kind of thing, you know? Uh yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find because I actually don't even know what is playing right now. I'm looking at Chunkies. Not that Chunkies is like what's playing now. Playing at Chunkies. Chunkies isn't going to be all the movies, but it's going to at least you know. Okay, well, this is what's out there right now. Okay, there's a movie called Luck, which I believe I saw the preview for that on Apple. I think that's like an app. I think you can just go on Apple TV and watch that. And it looks like the biggest piece of shit. It looks awful. It looks so horrible. 
It's not smart. It doesn't look funny. It doesn't look like it has heart. It doesn't look like anything. It looks like a piece of shit. Pray for the devil, P-R-E-Y. Oh, I'm sure that's great. <sighs> Something called Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Juliet Roberts. I have never heard of it. I will never watch it. I do not want to watch it. <sighs> Black Adam. No thank you. Love the Rock. But no thank you. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. They made a Lyle Lyle Crocodile? Javier Bardem is, I assume, Lyle Lyle the Cro- Oh, no, Sean Mendez as Lyle? I don't know. Smile. Okay, that's a movie I really would like to see. Um, but it comes out in, I think, like a week on digital. And to be honest, that's a little, that one might be, it's a little too much for the kiddos. So we're not going to go say, and then there's Halloween Ends. So there are seven movies playing at Chunkies. Three of them are horror movies, uh, which is fine. I like horror movies. I don't love the Halloween ones. Uh, I really, other than the first Halloween, I kind of hate Halloween movies. I think there's, talk about boring. It's it's just like, oh, come on. We get it. He's a fucking, he was a little kid who <laughs> stabbed his, uh, was it his sister or his babysitter? I don't even know. No, it was his sister. But then they made, but then they made, uh, what's her name? His sister, she wasn't his sister. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was like not his sister. But then in the like H2O where she was like the headmistress of a school. And then that was like a, the brother and sister. They made it brother and sister. And then it went back to, I don't even fucking know. But he's always chasing her and she's always managing to survive. And then Halloween ends, you know, yeah, for now. And, uh, and until it until it comes back. It ends until it doesn't. It never ends. Uh, I didn't see the last one, the Halloween that came out last year. I had no interest in that. And then the one before it was okay. I don't know. It was fine. Oh, that's where they were. She had like her secret hiding like under the island in her kitchen. It was like a secret hiding place that went under into the basement. And that's how they hid from, uh, what's his name? Jason. Freddy, Leatherface, Michael Myers, <laughs> Beetlejuice, whatever it is. Uh, okay, so you got there. And then you've got two. So it's three horror movies, two cartoons, a superhero, and some fucking thing called Ticket to Paradise, which I'm sure is awful. A divorced couple teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they think they made 25 years ago. Oh my God, that is so compelling. Can I get my tickets now? There's only uh, one showing today at 7.15. Yeah, I'm good. I- I'm good with, uh, other than Sm- Smile is the only one that I want to see in the theater. I don't even know what Pray for the Devil is, or do I? In response to a global <laughs> rise in demonic possessions, the Catholic Church reopens exorcism schools to train priests in the rite of exorcism. On this spiritual battlefield, an unlikely warrior rises, a young nun, Sister Anne, thrust onto the spiritual front line with fellow student Father Dante. Sister Anne finds her... Father Dante, really? Okay. 
Let's bop you over the head with... All right. Sister Anne finds herself in a battle for the soul of a young girl and soon realizes that the devil has her right where he wants her. Yeah, I bet it's really, really good. Uh, So, yeah, there's seven movies. The only ones that I would see in the theater are the three horror movies. Uh, which are the only ones that I will not be seeing in the theater because uh, the kids... I mean, I guess, you know what? We can leave the kids alone. They're fucking... They're 13 and 11. We could actually just go out. They would love that. They love when we leave them alone. And it's usually not for long. It's like a quick trip to the pharmacy or something. Although, when did Good Boys come out? That was like three years ago. (laughs) Uh, so let's see, uh, that would have been, they would have been nine and seven. Sorry, I'm, maybe shouldn't be, but yeah, we, we, I wanted to see that movie, Good Boys, so badly. That was a, that was like a quick, a brief little, uh, whatever, a renaissance is a horrible, but a brief comedy movie renaissance in 2019, where you had Good Boys and you had, um... Booksmart, and I love both of those movies, and they both get, they both get, like, serious at times, like, very serious, still goofy, but serious, and, uh, but I still like, they're both really funny, Good Boys is, is really funny, and Booksmart is like, yeah, it kind of was like, oh, they're doing super bad with girls, kind of like, you know, oh, Bridesmaids, Hangover with girls. Uh, yeah, kind of, but not, you know? And then, yeah, and then Super Bad is good because they just, it's just a bunch, it's just teens, and like some of them are off to college and they're smart, and some of them aren't, and they're, it feels like, oh, these are people that I would be hanging out. And then this book smart is like uh, Beanie Feldman, who's Jonah Hill's sister. She's super smart and she doesn't party and the, the the main two characters they don't do really anything wrong. They've deliberately just followed all the rules and they haven't partied. And now they're saying, "Oh my god, we've wasted our time not partying." Because and the and this is the part that annoys me is because Beanie Feldman is talking to all the shitty kind of fucking like stoner, burnout, slutty, whatever, whatever different things you're not allowed to say anymore about people. Um, I think you can say all those things about people. Uh, and they're all like, oh, yes, I'm going to. I forgot where Beanie Feldman's going. She's going to Harvard or Yale or Stanford or one of those good schools. And then the other, the 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 mean girl's like, yeah, I'm I'm going there too. I got in there too. And she, and then the fucking hippie stoner guy's like, oh, I'm not going to college, dude. And she's like, well, that's what I thought. And he's like, no, man, I got I got recruited right out of high school. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do coding for Google. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of their devs. Oh, yeah, you know, low low to mid six figures, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, fuck off. And they're all, all the other, she finds out that, like, all the kids, and it's kind of a funny joke. Also, for some, it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very anxiety-inducing. Um, 
but uh, yeah, it's there's but there's like a little bit of serious. Anyway, I really wanted to see Good Boys, so we left the kids home alone and saw like a four o'clock showing of Good Boys one day, and we came because we couldn't get a sitter, and then we came back and they were alive and well. And I had left them, uh, I had left them a cell phone in case uh, anything, but you know they were good. They made it. I was I was left home alone. <laughs> We were all, anybody older, you know, all previous generations were always left home alone, like all the time, you know. I was locked in the basement during a cocktail party at my grandparents' house. Like, it's not really home alone, but, you know, they locked us in the basement, so and we couldn't come up because it was a fucking orgy, I don't know. And then I did, and I opened the door, and there were a lot of people. There were so many people that the people were just standing in the hallway, because I banged the door into Judy French. Was one of my parents and grandparents' friends or something? I don't fucking know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we left the kids alone, but I, we could go see. But you know, that's the other thing too. Is this shit comes out and then it's like it's on DVD. And when I say DVD, I obviously don't mean DVD, but it's on DVD like two weeks later. So okay, or or that weekend, like this Halloween ends. You can go see it in the theater, or you can go on, like, Peacock or something and watch it. Lyle, Lyle, Crockett, I'm sure that's streaming somewhere. Luck, I feel like that's, like, an Apple thing, like I said. And then that leaves Smile, and that's why I wouldn't see anything. Pray for the Devil, I'm sure that's a piece of shit. Um, and it'll be out on, on DVD, like, probably, like, soon. Like, tomorrow. I don't know. Let's see. Pray for the Devil. There's a bunch of people you've never heard of. It's got an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you can tell it's going to be really good. Just like that exorcism piece of shit movie we watched on. But that was the thing. We watched it on Hulu with uh, Sidney Sweeney. And we watched it on Hulu and said, okay, that's, that sucked. And, and just like this uh, peripheral thing, which I know it's not a movie, it's a show. But we watched it yesterday. We watched the first episode, and I was into it. We were both kind of into it. You know, she hooks up to the VR. She goes to futuristic London, but it turns out that that's maybe, like, not a simulation. And it's uh, it's kind of interesting. And then the second episode is so boring. It's so boring, and it's over an hour. These episodes are over an hour long. And it's like, God, you know, that's the other thing back in the day and i hate to be a back in the day kind of guy but i'm sorry i'm over 40 so i am now one of those in my day they just they just made movies with a bunch of shooting you know you know what what robocop was about a fucking robocop a fucking cop who got shot to shit and then they put him in a robocop suit and now he's robocop and he's just going to go around shooting and fucking doing RoboCop stuff. I don't know. I've never seen RoboCop. I don't care. Excuse me. It's, I hate this daylight savings. I hate the clocks going back. I know I've mentioned this before, but it's like, what? Is it over soon? Can we stop fucking doing this shit? Hey, I've got a great idea. How about when, uh, just as we're entering the coldest times of the year, why don't we move? Why don't we move every clock one hour behind, so that at the coldest 
time of the year, it will also be really, really dark at a time of day that just a month or two ago had bright sunlight. Oh, but the mornings will have daylight a little bit. Oh, but I don't want to see the sunrise at 9.15 in the morning. I don't give a shit. Let the sunrise at 9.15 so it's dark in the morning. I don't understand. People People want it to be light out when it's morning. I don't. I never have, and I never will. I want it to be dark. I want to get up and dark. Putting my shoes on, dark. Driving to work, dark. I want it dark. And then at night, I want it to be light for a little while. Hmm. But more importantly, I don't want to spend two to four months of the year trying to recover when we set the clocks back or forward. Because either way, it fucks me up. And I, you know, it fucks up everybody. There's studies on like productivity after you shift the clocks and everybody's fucked. And now it's like, hey, you're, and then like, oh, but but you get an extra hour of sleep. No, you don't. You don't get anything. Your body doesn't care that you move the fucking clock. Jesus Christ! If anything, when you set the clocks back, you go to bed a, a little bit later because you're like, well, I know it's midnight, but really it's only eleven o'clock. At least tomorrow at this time. And so you go to bed, and then guess what your body does? Wakes up at 5 in the morning. Why? Because your body thinks it's 6 in the morning, which is when you normally wake up, which is still too early to wake up on the weekends, and you're trying to fight that off, and then your body still gets you up at fucking 5 a.m. It blows. I hate it. I hate fucking setting the clocks. (sighs) Anyways... Do we have anything else to talk about? I was probably in the middle of like 20 different thoughts here on movies. What's coming up this weekend, though? Are any good movies? Uh, Live comedy featuring... Oh, my God. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I still haven't seen the first Wakanda. I I know. I like like Bozeman. You know, it's a fun little movie. Uh, 20... 21 Bridges... 12 Bridges. <laughs> Is it 21? It's either 21 or 12. Uh, 21. No, I had it right. Yeah, 21 Bridges. 2019 it came out. Chadwick Boseman and some other folks. And that's a really, that was a fun, you know, it was everything you expected it to be. And some th- those are the kind of movies that come out and they get no attention because they're not superhero movies. Um, but that was just like, these are, it was an hour and a half. It was a little crime caper thing. And it was just, just fun enough, just not fun, but it was interesting enough to keep you along for that ride. And it was well acted. Chadwick Boseman was a great actor. Uh, and I'm sure that the first Wakanda movie was good. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't fucking watch these things. Even that Spider-Man movie that came out last year that we saw in the theater and it's got Tobey Maguire and it's got the other one and it's got this one and that one and that's fun because it's got all the other Spidey-verse 
people in it, and that's that's cool. Um, and I own it because I thought, oh, I can't wait for this to come out so I can watch it again. And it came out, and I'm like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> it's the, sort of the same thing with last year's Ghostbusters, which is also a really good movie. And I put it on the other day, and it, it whatever watched it. I last year I said Ghostbusters was a perfect movie. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> bars have been set differently over the over the years, but it's it's really good. It's very good. I loved it. But I just, you know, there's some stuff where you're like, oh, this is really good. And then and then you have the opportunity to watch it again and you don't. And it's the same with that The Batman movie that came out earlier or, or last year, I guess, or early this year, whatever it was. And we took the kids. We saw it in the theater. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. And I, it's been on HBO Max or something and I haven't touched it. Eh. All right, so Wakanda Forever comes out this weekend. That's cool. Coming soon. What's coming soon here? Oh, look at all these new movies coming out. Let's see here. We've got uh, on December 8th, uh, Christmas Vacation Ugly Sweater Party. Wait a minute. What is this? Theater candy? What is all this shit? See, Chunky's has all these uh, events. Let's start with November... I want to start with November. Okay. November 10th, Wakanda Forever. Great. November 10th, 21 only, Wakanda Forever. What the fuck does that mean? Like a sex party at Wakanda Forever? November 11th, that's Friday. Wow, I could go to Chunky's? I could go to Chunky's this Friday and see J.J. Walker do stand-up? There's got to be a word for my excitement. It's almost an explosive level of excitement I have over this. It's almost like I ha- if I had like a stick of some kind of explosive and it could just uh, like kablamo or something to express how happy I would be to see J.J. Walker. James Dorsey. Why do I know him? Insurance salesman by day and comedian by night. Oh, maybe that's why I know him. Maybe he sold me insurance. He has shared the stage with Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. Brian Callen, Jerry Seinfeld, Patrice O'Neill, Jim Gaffigan, Michael Ian Black, Gilbert Gottfried, and Stephen Wright. You can be seen in every major comedy club in New England and remain in your head and heart long after he has made his exit from the stage. I don't want him to remain in either of those places. Just make me laugh. This is the thing. Stop overthinking shit. Jokes. Just tell jokes. Don't get into my heart or my head. James Dorsey? You fuck. Scratch ticket bingo? Oh, it's okay. Bingo with theater candy bingo. Now that I could see myself playing on December 3rd. That's a Saturday. You know, that could be fun. December 4th. Do they actually play movies at Chunky's anymore? Ah, December 4th, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, Okay, well, hey, like I said, it ain't a new movie, but it's the movie we love. 
And what is this? Five course dinner in a movie. Oh, so okay. That's that's fun. That's fun. You know what? That is fun actually. I would do that on December 4th. That's a Sunday. Ugh, forget it. That's depressing. December 8th, Christmas vacation, ugly sweater. I can't say Christmas. I can't say Christmas and vacation. Christmas, Christmas. I, I leave out the M when I have to say Christmas vacation. Look, I have, a, I have difficulty saying it. Christmas vacation. Isn't that weird? But I can say Christmas. Kind of. I can say vacation. Kind of. Christmas vacation. It's hard to say. Uh, 21 and oldie. <laughs> 21 and only Christmas vacation, ugly sweater party. All locations, December 8th. That's a, that's a Thursday. Oh, God, stop yawning. Uh, let's see, December 9th, Polar Express. I, I will never understand. Like, that was such a great book. Such beautiful illustrations. Such a nice story. And then this Zemeckis got a hold of it and threw Tom Hanks in there and fucking Josh Groban singing, like, some of the worst songs you've ever heard. And I, I think that's that should have been the first indication that we were surrounded by idiots. Was that the Polar Express movie didn't just get like thrown in the discount bin and forgotten? Because that movie is such a piece of shit, and I hate that fucking animation style. That Robert Zemeckis fucking weird looking, creepy fucking mannequin animation shit. I hate that movie. I love that book. We used to read, we would read it on Christmas Eve. There's video somewhere of my grandmother reading that to us at her house. And we'd have the little bells, you know, I could still hear the bell. And uh, anyway, but the movie sucks. Te- fucking terrible. It's like, hey, how can we make this worth- worse? Uh, well, are there any Aerosmith songs we can put in here? Oh my God. And uh, Lenny Clark is coming to do stand-up on December 17th. That sounds fun. I, I, I know him. He's one of those guys that I see him and it's like, oh, I know that guy. I feel like he just plays like Boston guy in in a bunch of shit or like New York guy. Because I think they probably – I think a lot of times people just assume that like the rest of America doesn't know the difference between the Boston accent and the New York accent. So they just are like, we need some New York guys. Go get some Boston comedians for some New York guys. Or they don't even have – they're just like, whatever. Nobody knows. Just have a fucking accent. You know, have some kind of accent that sounds like this sort of. And you could do that or, or you could be from New England and do that. Or you could sort of be like from – you know, anyways. Hey, where's the gabagool? <laughs> I'm too tired. This is enough. Don't you think it's enough? Have I talked about everything? Police Academy is a great movie. Uh, it's disgustingly hot outside. You heard the air conditioner. It's already uh, 71. It is 10.50 a.m. on November 7th, and it is 71 degrees. Everything's A-OK. Oh. I can't stop yawning, and I'm not even lying down. I'm just so... Uh, I got to spend, not this week, but next week is my last week on this contract. And I plan to do as little as possible for starters. But also, I plan to, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a closeout week, right? Like, 
Nobody's pulling me onto projects or anything like that unless they're stupid. Uh, and it's just me organizing my shit, putting things where they need to be, closing out tasks that were still open and outstanding. And for me, next week is if, if I, I, I think I can do this, which is to just nap as much as possible because I'm I'm going to make an attempt to once again cold turkey the whole caffeine thing because I realize I'm yawning and I don't I don't yawn that much but lately I yawn a lot and it's because I'm fucking drinking cafe latte protein shakes and then when I get up in the morning and it's 11 o'clock and I haven't had my cafe latte my cafe latte is Jerry uh, then I, I yawn and I don't have energy like I normally do so it's time to it's time to fucking get my shit together. But I don't want to use my two weeks of time off to do it. I <laughs> That's not fun to spend like the, what little time I have of not working between jobs to, to just sleep and be miserable and have a headache and just feel shitty. No, I want to do that during work hours. <laughs> uh Although I'll probably be going into the office at some point next week. I mean, I have to, I guess, to give them my computer and whatever else. They had a they had a some sort of party uh, over the weekend to celebrate the successful go live that we had. Um, that I was no small part of, but it was. <laughs> I always think it's funny, like contractors just are not we're not people so we don't get treated as such and frankly i don't give two fucks but it's more like you know on the one hand it saved me a lot of trouble by not being invited to the big celebration and the reason is because i'm not a full-time employee so not an employee not invited don't come fine but also I'm a I'm a spiteful, petty, small man who doesn't like anyone to get anything that they don't deserve unless it's me. Uh and so thinking about the number of and there were some folks that I could name by name who went to this thing who contributed nothing to this project. Nothing. And uh so it's just like, oh, but you're a full-time employee. So, yeah, you get to go to the fun party and have fun at the party, and it's a fun party. And then uh, some of us are not even invited. Again, don't want to be invited. Glad I wasn't. I just wish that the people who were invited were only the people who really, really worked their butts off on this thing. <sighs> and it's just, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> whatever but but again i wouldn't have gone but that's not the point the point is i'm a very small petty spiteful person and i don't like the fact that there were people on friday night having a fun time on a company dime eating pizza and having drinks and playing laser tag and all the other fun stuff uh who in my mind and the mind of any rational thinking person don't deserve to be playing laser tag on the company dime i should have been i would not have gone but i should have been invited <laughs> oh no what is this oh shit i gotta oh fuck it's 11 o'clock i do have to 
Okay, great news to start. Yeah, great news to start the week. Because who was on a very early morning call working through some shit? This guy. <laughs> I didn't see anybody else who was invited on that call. Certainly not uh, one of the people who went to the fun party on Friday and has not actively been involved in anything despite having a label of project manager. Eh. Anyways. No, but the real, uh, my real stance is, joking aside, uh, as I said to the wife the other day, I said, you know what? I said, for a, for a split second, I feel bad, like, geez, I couldn't get invited to this thing after all, I, all the work I put in. And then I just look at my bank account and how much, <laughs> how I've been paid for every second of the work that I have done. Uh, and I say, yeah, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> all good, baby. All right. Is that enough? That's enough. Uh, the football picks so far, I think I'm like nine and three. We'll see how the Monday night game goes, but I was right about Detroit. I knew they would win. I was wrong about the Jets. That you you had to know, and we'll talk about this tomorrow after the Monday night game happens and we'll we'll pick next week's games for week ten. But you you had to know going into this week that one of those games, Green Bay, Detroit, Buffalo, New York Jets, and then possibly, yeah, I mean, I guess Houston, Philly. I don't think there was ever even a remote chance that Houston was going to win that game. But you had to look at those three games with some potential upsets. And I don't know if the Jets over the Bills is – it's not as big as an upset as it would have been like in week one or or last year because the Jets are having a good season. It's almost – I don't want to say to their detriment. It's not, but it's it's <laughs> it's a huge victory. They beat the fucking Bills. And that's a really that's like, you know, the top one or two team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. And the Jets are now showing that they're not just getting these fluke victories. They're fucking the real deal here. Uh so that's a huge win. Um, but it's not it's and and you know Detroit beating Green Bay is also maybe not the upset that it would have been in week one either because Green Bay has been so lousy. The Jets beating the Bills is a bigger story because uh I don't know that there are a lot of people surprised by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who is starting a goddamn meeting three minutes before the goddamn meeting. Am I do I have the wrong time here? Jesus, what is with these people? You get there early. My goodness. You've got two fucking minutes. Oh, look at that. Liam Neeson filming a movie in Norwood. Oh, good for him. It's some old house. Anyway, uh, I do have to go. What was I just talking? Oh, yeah. The Packers losing to the Lions wasn't like a big, but it was an upset because the Lions have a, a worse, I mean, they're terrible. But I still, that's the thing. I don't think they are terrible. The Lions are always that team that comes really close to winning and then they lose. And uh, But not yesterday. They came really close to winning and then they won, which is good. And that Jets thing over Buffalo, that's a big deal. Uh, Lions over Green Bay is still a big deal because it's just the further descent of Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, Tom Brady, kind of in that same category as Rodgers of like, oh, shit, it's, uh, it's all falling apart. And then he comes back and he beats this. You know, these are the Super Bowl champions. Whether you think the Rams are good or not, and they're not that good this year, but they're the Super Bowl defending champs. 
And they're the team that beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to get to the Super Bowl last year. So, you know, it's to me, that's a pretty, it's pretty solid. It's pretty significant. All right, I got to run, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I love the clocks being off. And now and now my my bowels are off. I won't get into detail, but now it's like, oh, well, this would normally be lunchtime. And my body, eh, whatever. All right. I think that's enough, don't you? Yes, it's enough for today. Um, but, yeah, it was 9-3. and three. I, I, I can, The Detroit Lions, they had to get a, a big win, and that was a big one. And the Jets, I should have seen that coming, but... Still, pretty pretty pleased with the way that my my picks went this week, and we'll see how tonight's Monday night game goes. On uh, yeah, Baltimore and whoever the fuck they're playing. All right, gang, <laughs> that will do it for this day's Birthday Boy podcast, and we'll talk to you later on the Birthday Boy podcast. Thanks for listening as always. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a pal. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for being a subscriber. Go to birthdayboyshop.com, get merch. We'll talk to you next time. Later, Gators. Stay in